Secrets. Oh, they're not. This isn't even ASMR. It's a whispering. ASMR is more like touching and like lipping and I'm feeling the lips and like touching and like. I, actually, I like to touch. I like to touch. Have you ever listened to Scissors very closely? Mm. Welcome to a shot of wrestling. This is the Green Man. The baby is sleeping. <laughs> And hitting the attitude adjustment Brothers of destruction Undertake the change Sitting the fire Or get pooed Like Roman brain Give this dude love And you got my back Man you're so kind And hit that cactus jack It's Patty Yag The face that runs the place now So phenomenal And I'm breaking the walls down You're about to get hit We going off the script If you don't submit You get hit with the super kick We talk at WWE it's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Asian. Um, but apparently he's uh, staying home. I hear he's clipping his toenails, catching up on a few episodes of Scandal. Um, you know, doing Michael J. Putty kind of thing. So the Green Man's taking control over the podcast. And, you know, I'm, I'm like a little social butterfly, so I can't do this alone. So I bought the Boulevard Bullies. That's right. We got Steve. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. Where are they? <laughs> we got Pat from the Bullies here. Fuck Michael J. Putty. And making his shot of wrestling debut, Ooh, Bully uh, Mike. Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I, uh, I'm also clipping my toenails right now. <laughs> and I'm eating his clo- uh, toenail clippings. Oh, yeah. Michael J. Putty, be honest. He went on a vacation because he knew we were going to be here. <laughs> Apparently. And what the fuck is Scandal? <laughs> it's a great show on the ABC network uh, But, you know, the last time you guys were here was episode 68 A lot has been going on I know people have been following you People have been subscribing So what I like to do is give the fans Give our listeners a little rewind To catch up of what's been going on with the Boulevard Bully Since episode 68 well, when was that? I think it's just horrible that it wasn't episode 69. We were very one away. We were very one, well, Eric Jaden's episode 69. Yeah. If, we had to, if we had to defer to one person. <laughs> Sexy seance. I feel like yeah. in my entire life I've always been one away from a 69. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? We're the Boulevard Bullies. We're drinking beer. And you're listening to a shot wrestling. One of our sources, deep, deep inside wrestling, says that WWE has banned all Bullet Club shirts from entering the arena tonight. Sam Roberts says that the Boulevard Bullies look awesome. They're going to need a script. Yeah, they're incredible. I love the Boulevard Bullies. I love the Boulevard Bullies. I love the Boulevard Bullies. Now, we are Sam Roberts' exalted guests, so we should be on this list with full autonomy. That was the that was the bullshit list. Yeah, we're on the get on the line list. Why would Sam betray us like that? We're here with MLB Network. Why is why is baseball infiltrated wrestling this evening? 
Crossover show going on, right? Little crossover MLB Network, little uh, little yeah. WWE play ball show. It should be good. Baseball sucks, by the way. <laughs> so does your beard. Baseball sucks. The thing about MLB Network is that they don't realize that the outcomes are predetermined when it comes to Major League Baseball. And the outcome is predetermined when you come to try to interview somebody at wrestling. Is we're going to ruin it. So screw you, baseball. <laughs> SummerSlam, Barclays Center. Last year we had a great time. The mood was fun and zany, festive, festive. but this year, not so much. Very somber, very, very depressing. We got Ric Flair on his deathbed. We have Donald Trump as the president. We have Nazis re-emerging. And on top of all that, there's a solar fucking eclipse about to happen. Long story short, it's a fucking summer day, and there's beer, and there are wrestling rings, and there are wrestlers, and there's drink specials, and there are lobsters. Long story short, Long Island. Long story short, Long Island. Long Island story short, NYWC, they fucking did it. They made fucking wrestling happen on the fucking Long Island Island. Long story short, actually, the real long story short is... I got super kicked, and I'm trying to educate the people about a fucking solar eclipse. The moon is gone. The end of days. It's the end of days. I lost my fucking moon. Everyone here is in complete ignorance of what's happening because the world is going to end tomorrow. The end is near. I'm trying to educate people with my glasses, ISO certified glasses. I got super kicked by the fucking universe, and now I just don't care anymore. I just don't care anymore. The thing about women is that they're like cats. And if you pet them too much, they're going to scratch you. But if you don't pet them enough, they'll scratch you. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, yeah. And the only thing that you can count on in this fucking world is professional wrestling. Damn right. Is wrestling. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So that was your freaking summer. I mean, damn, fucking amazing time. I mean, I was ready to scream Onita again. I was waiting for another. So you, you, you beat me to my punch. Right. That's <laughs> a I, like. That's beautiful. I wish like I want to bring that to the first day of school and be like, this is the audio of what I did on my summer vacation. That was that was really well, beautiful. I would like that played at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling will probably kill you one day, and, oh, and yes, I, I will save the audio for you. But there, there was a lot going on. I mean, did Sam Roberts several yell, yell out Onita? I know you guys went to his he, podcast. What happened? He never yelled it, but we uh, we did crack his armor, and he did let out a, a small whisper of Onita. He, he whispered it to us. 
Yeah, uh, well, we have two Sam Roberts videos currently posted, and soon there will be the third and final chapter, well, maybe final chapter of maybe, the trilogy. I, I doubt it will, I, th- I don't think it'll be final at all. I think ours and Sam Roberts' story is a story that will go on for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're just uh, attached at the hip at this point. One of the coolest things that I saw as I was putting this together for you guys is, you know, that it, little it, kid it, who wanted to subscribe? Oh my god. Oh yeah. Thank Melts you. my heart. Uh, I I couldn't believe it when he when he started in with that. Uh, I was like, I was just like, oh my god, he was, he was just so cute, you know. Like, and, and then in the same moment, I'm like, mom, you're letting him right. watch terrible, this. Terrible parents. <laughs> Horrible parents. In retrospect, <laughs> somebody actually uh, texted me after we posted that video and was like, you know, that little kid was great, but his parents should probably be oh, you yeah, know, yeah. imprisoned. So, so yeah, it, was, it definitely was a crazy summer. That's for sure. It was a great summer. The soundtrack of your life for that summer was that song. How, yes. How great was it to be in the Jersey Shore, you know, and just like record and just be Steve and Patrick long well you know day at the beach if you know anything about us our biggest love past wrestling is emo music we sang say anything on the uh, on the beach and it was beautiful it, it was a beautiful nice. moment it was a risky choice for us because it was basically a five minute song of me singing flat and Steve <laughs> playing out of tune and um, you know I watched it probably once and then never watched it again but that is a great song I thought it was it just is. a risky choice because you were out in the sun for so long with such fair skin yes well <laughs> <laughs> it's always a, that's always a risk. Yeah. You gotta watch out for those ultra-violent rays. Yeah. We basically played 10,000 games of cornhole within probably three days. That's what happens. Yep. Well, we have a new voice on, on the on the studio tonight. Who? Where? Mike the Bully. You know, we've gotten to know Pat, we've gotten to know Steve, but Mike, you've been absent the last two times that uh, we've had the bullies on the show. Uh, yeah. You know, I, uh, what's I finally ran out of things to do, you know? <laughs> uh, you, you stopped combing your beard? What, what, what are you doing on your yeah. spare time? Uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just you know becoming unraveled slowly, slowly you know more and more unraveled as uh, as time goes on. Now I've spiraled into this beautiful recording studio to uh, you know make a train wreck out of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and what brings you into professional wrestling? Like, what is your first professional wrestling memory that makes you like the fan that you oh, are? Um, well, I uh, I feel like I've been watching professional wrestling like all my life. Um, I uh, I know the exact moment where I realized how much I loved it, and it was. I was watching it at my grandmother's house. I was like five years old. And my uncle, who was trying to be like a dick, came in and goes, Hey, you know it's all fake, right? And <laughs> I looked at him and I went, You mean that these two guys can go in there and fight for like 15 minutes and it doesn't hurt? I love this. And then I realized it did hurt, you know? And like then, uh, but from that moment on, absolutely loved it. Well, also, isn't it true that you watched Diesel beat Bob Backlund? I was there. Yeah. Oh, I, I was there. At, at, in the eight second match. Yep. Great. I was I was at uh, Madison Square Garden. My dad took me with my uh, my cousin, Sean. And, uh, Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> front row. Front row. No, uh, we were at Madison Square Garden, and Diesel was my favorite wrestler. I had the glove. I had the Diesel <laughs> glove. Wow. Fingerless glove. Um, and he came out and like it's so great because like I saw it and I was very young at the time and I was like oh my like I was like shaking I was so excited that he beat Bob Backlund because I hated Bob Backlund because I also loved Bret Hart at the time, Bob Backlund mm. was uh, feuding with Bret Hart. That's my childhood. Yeah, and uh, and I hated Bob Backlund, and Diesel beat him, and I was like, I you know, I, I was like in shock that he won. And it's so funny because like if I saw that today, I'd be like, that was fucking bullshit. You know, it was, like, <laughs> it wasn't even a match. What the fuck? But like you know, my little like you know fucking six year old brain, I was like, yes, like of course he won in six seconds. He fucked Bob Backlund. He was screaming like an adult in his little six year old. Yeah, brain. I always yeah. had this this voice. That's why it's it's not very manly it's kind of childlike there's a little bit of a I'm kind of like a cherub 
<laughs> well, and also, um, you know, back then they didn't change the title like that. Right. They, they didn't even no. change it on Raw. Like, it was a very, very rare occurrence. And not only that, you had to wait until next time it was on TV to hear yeah. about it. Yeah, well, I remember that Saturday, like, watching, uh, like, Superstars on Saturday, and, like, Todd Pettingale was like, there was big news out of Madison Square Garden this week as Diesel took the championship. Let's go to the tape. And it was like... It's a great impression. And the tape was literally, like, a guy with a handheld camera, like, just on the side of the... You know, they weren't even, like, taping from, like, like the actual, like, you know, ringside where they do now where they still tape the house shows. Like, they were just, like, taping from the apron. You know, it was like... I actually, like, have that image yeah, of that foggy like, like, footage yeah, like in my head. Yeah, the upward angle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Great moment. Great so I, sh- moment. I shouldn't be watching this. Something, something is wrong here. Well, the Bret Hart Bob Backlund feud was so good. Mister Bob Backlund. Yeah, because so it's like the B- Bob snapped. It was like that was so real to me back then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my god, Bob Backlund is actually legitimately you know hurting Bret Hart. And it's then, so funny too because like I feel like you know that's once again like that Bret Hart like him at that point like I remember him like he feuded with Bob Backlund like my biggest memory from those years is like Bret Hart feuding with Bob Backlund and Bret Hart feuding with Jerry the King Lawler right Jerry and, Lawler was the first right oh, oh the real, eat your foot match right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly great. I don't and, know why but as a little kid that shit got so over with me oh yeah and so like I remember at, uh, at Royal Rumble Jerry Lawler got thrown out but he landed on one foot and he was hopping around and Bret Hart came out and stepped on his right foot so then he finally had the two feet touch and it was like like today I'd be like why is Bret Hart not feuding with someone who can go right you why know? is he and feuding like, with he, Jerry Lawler all like older guys you know <laughs> alright well there is a lot going on I mean you guys had a great summer so looking into the future you guys recently just posted something why don't you fill our listeners in on what will be going on oh yeah well we're gonna uh, you know we're scouring Amazon for the perfect referee shirt because somehow we finagled our way into becoming the special guest referee for this this underground, non, non-sanctioned, back-of-the-bar, no-ring death match between, well, Casanova Valentine, okay. who uh, we've heard about uh, a bunch of times. Very uh, romantic. He, yeah. hip, uh, the hipster, ha- hipster heartthrob the hipster Casanova, <laughs> Casanova Valentine has been running these like back-of-the-bar, no-ring death matches for a few months, and we kind of caught wind of it, and we were like, this is weird. Like, this is... First, at first I kind of thought it was kind of lame. I was like, "What's who's going on? Like, trying to get deathmatch wrestlers to come to Brooklyn and, like, fight. We literally caught wind of it. We were yeah, outside so weird. in Brooklyn yeah. and we just smelled... Yeah, death. smelled the, the, the light tube Yeah, fumes. we got the mercury. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so he, uh, he got Masada to do the one in August... Uh, we rolled through and we hung out and it was like such a crazy atmosphere. It was so, um, everything was wrong, but everything was right about it and it was so violent. And like, you know, you, you go to these, these hardcore shows or you're wrestling in general and you're, you're removed from the situation. You're like 15, 20 feet away. Yeah. Um, but you're sitting right there standing up. There's, it's all standing room and you're just watching these guys punch each other like pretty fucking hard, uh, doing these weapons spots and they're just like the blood's getting on you and the light tubes are flying around and, you know, you gotta watch. You know, it's very unsafe. Yeah, yeah, it's super unsafe. It's I, it's so visceral because they went at some point. They went forearm for forearm, and uh-huh. it's a foot away from you. And there's no choice for them. And you know, Masad is pretty stiff to begin yeah, he's with. He's a big, scary guy. Yeah, and um, I'm terrified. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I tell him that all the time. Yeah, well, we're on his good side, but I'm still <laughs> terrified God. of him. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and he, just these four, like a club clubbing blow to the back is just the same as a superplex because right. it's just you could you could feel it in your own chest there was one point where he did um, I don't know I don't know how you call it it's like a scoop slam that he pivoted into a rock bottom 
mm-hmm. literally on the hardwood floor of this venue, and you could feel the thud in the guy's wow. like, chest yeah, right. and in the floor. And yeah, I was hooked. It's it, it was awesome. So we made friends with Casanova, and who then- wound up being a cool guy. You know, similar interest to us as far as art and music and stuff. Totally awesome, approachable guy. And then he started bringing in our friends from, you know, CCW and GCW and, you know, kind of made a thing. And now we're getting, now we're being, I think, has there ever been a match with more than one referee from beginning to end at yeah. the same time? I, I feel like this type of match that you're describing deserves more needs, than one referee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need, like, like a referee <laughs> doing a one, two, three, and you need some, like, special uh, enforcers, crowd yeah, control, crowd because control. it's crazy. You, you have to protect the fans. I mean, yeah. you're so close to the action. Yeah. Well, to, to, police to the rescue. To, you know, to <laughs> Right. To circle back, so you know, it was Masada, then Jeff Cannonball did it with him mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Um, and then on December 13th, he's bringing uh, the bulldozer Matt Tremont, who some may know is our dad. Papa our yeah. biological father, Papa Tremont. But, Papa you know, Tremont. we will be calling the match right down the middle, yep. as Bill Alfonso would do. Um, but we somehow finagled our way into becoming the special guest refs, uh, and we're just going to try to do our, do our job. I yeah. think that's the thing I'm most excited about. Like, we've done a lot of pretty cool stuff. Um, but I don't think I've ever really anticipated doing something as much as I'm anticipating this. It's a month away, and I woke up today, and I was like, guys, the group text, I'm like, guys, I'm really, really excited. Like, what's our entrance music going to be? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I know Casanova Valentine was taking a risk, like, having us be the referee, considering our familial relationship to uh, his opponent. But, um, you know, our dad wouldn't wouldn't be proud of us if we skewed it one way or the other. So, like, we're going to do our daddy proud. We're going to call it right down the middle. We're going to do our daddy. We're going to do our daddy. <laughs> daddy. Um, Matt Tremont is daddy. Um, and, uh, yeah, love you, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let us know. What, when is this going on? What, where is it happening? All right, so it's going to be It's at the Tender Trap in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. It's 10 p.m. It's cool. There's a bunch of bands playing. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be there. Yeah. There's Which a, is crazy. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, it's uh, Zack Sabre that's Jr. The, that's the craziest <laughs> thing about it. Yeah. Like, how does he even... How did he... How did he hear about it? Did, yeah. he, did he Google does, it? Does he live in Brooklyn? I don't know what's going on. He's like from the UK or something. Zack Sabre Jr. His jacket's Based from upon his jacket, I would say <laughs> he's either a really big fan of Reebok or he is from the UK. Oh, maybe it's a Reebok jacket. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's Zack Sabre Jr. versus Chuck Taylor in like, you know. Converse versus Reebok. Yeah. In, <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be a technical oh. match? It's a Converse versus I, Reebok death match. Yeah, yeah. But could you imagine Book Zack it. Sabre Jr. doing his stretching like work right. a foot away yeah, from right. Right, the joint manipulation and stuff, like right there, you yeah. see the guys like fucking wrist bend yeah, back the, and shit. The best technical awesome. wrestler on the planet today is going to be at the back of a dark bar. In yeah, Brooklyn. yeah, well, yeah. you know, like uh, he's going to be doing it on like beer stained wooden fucking you know floor. It's well, you know what I, you know what crossed my mind the other day? It's like okay, so we're on the show, right? There's no way to interpret it in a way that we're not on the show. We're on the fly. On the fly. We're on the fly. We're on the show. And we have a more so, prominent place than Chuck Taylor. Right. <laughs> Chuck Taylor was added last minute. Like, we were just on the flyer. So, uh, you know, we go there early. We sit in the back room, and it's Tree, Casanova, Zack Sabre, and us just sitting there as talent. Right. Like, that's that's kind of weird, you right. know? Well, they probably, they probably won't even let us in. 
Right, yeah. Put us in the bar. Yeah, yeah. we're going to put us in a cage and just let us out at 10 We're underage. We're going to have to let, be like, hey, Dad, can you let us in? We have had several underage fans DM us and ask if we could sneak them into the bar. Aww. And I uh, just want to let everyone know that we are honoring uh, New York State law, you know, except for the whole show that's happening. But the, yeah. the, the, I, the ID, we're, we're honoring that. What do you think the New York State Athletic Commission thinks about what's going on I don't here? think they know do about they it. Know? <laughs> well, they, hey, they better not fucking hear about it until after our special guest referee spot. think nobody listens to this podcast. Well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm worried about. I, uh, you know, it's like, it's very... Because it is performance art, yeah. you know, so you can kind of get away with it to a certain degree, I guess. But now there are several YouTube videos out. There have been six before this one, and this is the biggest one he's done. So there is definitely a part of me that thinks it's he, not even going to happen. Uh, Casanova books it. Okay. He, we did actually an interview with him that we're going to post at some point soon, and uh, he was talking us about the uh, about the origin story of it. So you could check out our YouTube. Stay tuned, and you can hear all about how it came to be. But you know what? Let's call him right now. Let's let's see let's see if he's up, and we'll call him and we'll talk to him about December thirteenth, and we'll give a shot. Of wrestling, the exclusive comments. You're gonna do that for us. Yes, exclusives. Wow. Yep, exclusives all for UCs. Exclusives for UCs. <laughs> Break the baby, wake a baby. Break the baby. <laughs> no, there'll be no breaking of the baby. All right, I, you know, I, whatever. Wow, technology. I feel like I'm part of the Stern Show. It's like, what the hell? These wrestlers go to bed at 1245? <laughs> Will he pick up? Why are they calling me at midnight? <laughs> it's an emergency. Michael J. Putty's like, don't, don't answer it. <laughs> Hello? Wait, he just spilled. Hello? Did you call me? Yeah, I called you. Yeah, what's up? Nothing. We're we're live on a shot of wrestling podcast, and I wanted to call you to talk a little bit about the match. <laughs> Are you you're live on a podcast? We're not really live. I just sounded better to say that we're live, but we're live to tape. <laughs> we're, we're live to tape. Live to record. You're live here with the Green Man. I have uh, I have the three Boulevard Bullies here. I have the Green Man, our host, and we're promoting the Tender Trap Deathmatch Seven. And uh, I wanted to call you just randomly and surprise you. Surprise. Supplies. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's up? So h- how are you doing? What are you doing right now? I'm laying in my bed in my apartment. Uh, in my apartment. Castle and Valentine lives in uh, Bushwick, but Christian Toronto lives in Park Slope. But, uh, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Park Slope right now. Um, I uh, I don't know if you watched the video. I did uh, a no-ring deathmatch at Backboot in Orlando, Florida, and I, I took a Spear off the stage, and I kind of cracked a rip in my back. Oh, so been, dude! Yeah, so I've been kind of just nursing that. So I'm good for the 13th. So I've kind of just been like eating ibuprofen and laying around. So here I am. That sounds absolutely brutal. Um, now, yeah, but it comes with the territory, you know. Yeah, we were just uh, we were just promoting the match and talking about how excited we were to be referees, and we wanted to just tell you publicly that. Even though we have a deep, deep connection with Tremont, we are developing a deep connection with you, and and you can feel safe having us call it right down, right down the middle, right down the <laughs> middle, baby. Exactly. The question is, can to... can we bring whistles? Can we just blow whistles the whole time, like Bill Alfonso? Um, you know what? Uh, no. 
<laughs> I love like your so honesty. Annoying. The whistles yeah, were kind of a deal breaker. It took me like it took me months to just get used to that Bill Alfonso whistle as a kid. Oh, dude! I, like, I okay. So growing up, I was the biggest Sabu Mark of all time. Like you have no idea. My my room growing up is like a Sabu shrine. I have like fifty Sabu autographs, uh, T-shirts, like o- over the top. But I used to hate having to watch him when he when he teamed up with Bill Alfonso because I'd have to listen to the whistle. And then after a while, I just started loving it because I just was such... He, he, it won me over. I'm like, yeah, it's that boom match. I have to listen to this fucking whistle. <laughs> yeah, well, you so know... Much, like, I, I hated Bill Alfonso, but I loved Sabu to the point where when he wrestled Terry Funk and Born to be Wired Ooh. and Terry Funk is dragging Alfonso through the barbed wire, I was clapping and he was my, <laughs> my favorite wrestler's manager. <laughs> you know, like when you go from watching WWE and WWF as like a 12-year-old kid... And then you watch like ECW programming, and like there's a whistle blowing, and everything's kind of like crazy. You're like, you're like on the verge of a panic attack, and you're like you don't know what's going on. You're like, should I be watching this? Like, what the hell is fucking going on? It's very, yeah, it's very surreal. One of the weird thing to think about. Okay, uh, this is a random weird thought that you guys happen to call me. And I was actually just thinking about this because um, I was watching your videos, and I saw the interview you did with uh, uh, Lloyd. Yeah, Jimmy um, Lloyd. <laughs> And he's like, what is he, 18 years old? Yeah, yeah. I think at the time <laughs> of that interview, he was 19. And do you know his origin story? Like, that's the best part of that interview. So what's his origin story? His origin story is that the person who was babysitting him when he was like nine years old brought him to a wrestling event without his parents' knowledge, and it was a CZW death match. And so he didn't have the luxury of being a WWE fan. He His first exposure to wrestling was a death was match. Blood and gut? Yeah. At CZW. So, so, okay, listen to how weird this epiphany is. So I watched that interview that you guys did with Jimmy Lloyd, and I thought to myself, because I've been going through my head about like, different wrestlers I would try to bring in to do my, my death matches, and somebody messaged, like, Marcus Crane, someone else that Jimmy Lloyd, and Jimmy Lloyd just had that really good match with Kirk, or uh, Brandon Kirk right. and uh, CZW. Yep. And so then I was like, oh my god, he's fucking that young? I don't even think I want he to hit up. Like, well, he, <laughs> well he, can't even, he can't even get into the bar. I don't want to wrap this kid in barbed wire. Like, I, I don't don't mind fighting black if he's a grown ass and you know but then i had this other weird epiphany was like well wait a second i was doing backyard hardcore wrestling at 10 <laughs> that's so true <laughs> i was 10 years old i was going to ecw shows trading dhs tapes with other people i'm 10 years old trading for fnw jeff death matches and then i was throwing my friends to thumbtacks at fucking 10 you did it you you did death you did thumbtack spots at 10 I did thumbtack spots when I was fucking like maybe not thumbtack, but I remember trying to get like we we had like um He came out the womb with thumbtacks. Like, uh, like uh I can't remember what the fuck it's called. But we were, I was like breaking people through stuff, I hit people with stuff. I remember we got some barbed wire, we did like a barbed wire spot. We have like I have to try to find these old VHS tapes. Absolutely. I posted a picture on my Instagram with me with a barbed wire baseball bat and I was like fifteen. So like <laughs> Love it. Well, who the fuck am I to not beat up Jimmy Lloyd? <laughs> You have to, it, it's it's your duty to beat up Jimmy Lloyd. It's my it's my obligation at some point to kick Jimmy Lloyd back. You know. <laughs> That's right. You know, I would watch out though because he's a scrappy young fella. You know, you, you can't take him too lightly. He's about to challenge. Yeah, Trina. no, I'll, I'll, I'll not. You know, but it just like it blew my mind. Here I was thinking I was like, oh my god, he's so young. I can't believe he's doing this stuff. And then I was like, well, what the what the 
fuck? I was doing the same exact shit. So. Right, but he just he just happened to walk into CZW Arena and like Dojo Wars and say, "Hey, uh, put me through a board," you know. So it's the same yeah, thing. I think I, he just... saw, I think I like I don't know how we. Sorry that we turned this into a Jimmy Lloyd conversation, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just I wa- I think I watched this debut match against Schlack as before I like before he got like now he's like kind of like a known guy. But I remember watching Schlack just beat the shit out of him, and I don't think he was supposed to wrestle that night because it was like I'm watching it on it's on YouTube. It's Schlack who's scary looking. He's got no teeth. He's tattoos. He's just fighting some kid in like tacky shorts. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what is this? Yeah. I was like. What's going on here? Like, what, what, this game's off the rails at PCW. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> okay, let me ask you, let's, let's switch back to December 13th. I have to ask you the question that I feel like every single person is wondering. How yeah. on earth did Zack Sabre Jr. get involved? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a fucking wild thing. So here's the thing that's crazy is when I did, so give you a little bit of backstory about me real quick. Is I was trained at NYWC to be a professional wrestler. I was on the indies probably for two and a half years. You know, normal indies. I did FBW, ECPW, Warriors of Wrestling, just local stuff. And I was getting kind of sick of the shit or just the backstage politics. You know, it just gets frustrating. So I took time off and I just decided to do these death matches as an art show for fun, you know, not not serious at all. I was like, I set up, I did like full paintings for the first one, and I was like, oh, I'll do a live wrestling match at the, at the first one. Um, and it was a free show, too. I didn't charge any money. It wasn't meant to be anything, you know? I wrestled Joe Patel, and then I did another one, and then I did another one, and then, uh, and then, uh, Joe Gacy was like, oh, uh, fucking, uh, Connor Claxton would do one. I'm like, okay, and then Masada wanted to do one. And th- so everyone who's done these has got a hold of me. So Connor Claxton was to do Joe, Joe Gacy. I didn't, I would never even think to ask him, you know, because I was like, oh, I don't think they'll come out and do this shit, you know? Right. But he did it. And then Masada, I was supposed to wrestle in Texas, and then someone tried to, I tried to get Masada on it, and then Masada happened to move here and asked me to do it. And then Jeff Cannibal asked me to do it. So all these, and then Matt Tremont hit me up on Instagram and was, oh, I'd love to do it. So, like, all these big names have come to me. It has not been me speaking anyone out. It's just, like, a random coincidence that everyone has seen the videos. So, in some weird, bizarro coincidence, Zack Sabre Jr. lived close to Tender Trap. So, he no is way. from Brooklyn. Nice. So, he does live in Brooklyn. Wow. He's putting on a fake English accent the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. Does he like Reeboks? He's from the UK. But he lives here now, okay? So, it's some... So, in some weird, bizarro land world is we have a mutual friend, and she kept saying to me, oh, your shows are going really big. I'd love to try to get... Originally, she's like, oh, I'd love to get Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> EJ one of these. I, I, apparently, he, he, he does that. I don't know. <laughs> and, does he wear the Union Jack like, jacket when he DJs? That would be, fucking, that'd be amazing to like just get him like on the card as, you know... Oh, as a DJ? music. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> ZSJ so spinning. Got, so she got a hold of me and, oh, he's interested in doing one of these as, like, you know, being a part, maybe repping it. And I was like, sure, you know, whatever. And then she gave me his contact. And then he was like, yo, I'll, I'll wrestle somebody at it. And I was like, sure. Amazing. <laughs> so it was like, I would have never even thought to approach him. I would have never, can you imagine, like, selling it? Hey, hey, big time guy, you want to come to the bar on a Wednesday and get paid nothing? <laughs> well, that's what, we, that's what we were just talking about, like, well, first of all, the the stretching and the his whole thing is gonna gr- go great. It's gonna, I think, it's gonna go over well, like five inches from your face. Yeah, you know, like with all oh, his yeah. stretching and. But it's just incredible. The the craziest thing is that he's just gonna be there. It's very strange to me. Yeah, but people 
thought I was fully... So keep in mind this. I've been sitting on this for like three months. So imagine me, like I've been putting on these deathmatch shows and like I can't tell anybody that I'm I'm like really close to like getting Zack Sabre Jr. to wrestle on one of these. And I have all these other vets like, you know, boohooing me for doing backyard shit. I'm like, oh dude, I'm about to get Zack Sabre on one of these. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know? And uh, yeah, and then so I've been talking with him back and forth and I was real with him. I go, listen, dude, I'm not like a money mark. I'm not, I'm not a promoter. I don't own a promotion. I'm just a guy who puts these shows on and if you want to do it, come out. I'll, I'm going to split the door up with you guys, but don't expect me to give you New Japan money. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. So, yeah, he just was like, totally cool and wanted to do it and then he I suggested a couple guys that he might wrestle and he goes well I'll get Chuck Taylor to do it I was like sure I don't know why he feels like putting me over so hard I I really appreciate it right well that's like Um, the craziest part you know it's like uh, you know you go see a death match at, at a show like that you know, the to me, like the selling point to anybody, you go, oh, you want to see Chuck Taylor versus Zack Sabre Jr., two of the most elite technical wrestlers, in a fucking bar? You know, the, the old wrestling ring, see what they could do. It's fucking insanity. Yeah. Like, I, I got, so I, I still, I won't really, I got to be honest with you, I won't fully believe it until, like, they're in the Penetrap basement with me and we're going over the night. Mm-hmm. Like Now, can we, like, can we be there during that? Because we are on the show. We are the referees. Can we be there? Yeah. So just so you know, listen, okay with you guys. I don't mean to do this while you're doing the podcast, but do you mind if Cataldo ref saber match and you do me and Tremont? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. that's that's okay. I thought you were gonna fire us publicly just now. Really wanted to do that match, and I was like, I am totally not okay with that. I mean, I thought the Green Man was gonna be the one who was gonna referee that match. Um, I had a green and, you know, Rick, and black Rick shirt. Has been, Rick has been your best referee so far. And then saber. Saber hit me up and he was like, "Yeah, there's a lot of buzz about this already. I think we're gonna pack it out." I'm like, Are "You fucking kidding? Of course we're gonna pack it out." <laughs> now, are you worried about it getting too big and it getting shut down? Mm. Here's my. Here's the thing: is I intentionally run on Wednesdays because a what other promotion is gonna get heat with me? I'm not running against anybody. Exactly. Right. So nobody's and, gonna blow the whistle on you, so to speak. Yeah. Well, at least I hope not. If, if anyone blows the whistle on me right now, it's just because they're haters. Because I'm not. You're not I'm biting not into anybody's territory. Yeah, I'm not costing anyone money. I'm not running against anybody. I'm not, you know what I mean? So if someone blew the whistle on me, it would just literally be out of pettiness mm-hmm. at this point. You know what I mean? Right, and which is, is likely. <laughs> well, and probably well, maybe, giving you guys more, giving, giving you more thing, press though, on the back end. If they try to shut it down, I don't have a ring. I run all my shows as art shows. It says it's an art show on the flyer. I I do, like, if you went to a bar and they were doing a live, uh, doing like a performance art show and the guy got... It on hook. You can't shut that down. Exactly. You know I mean? So, like, they, the, 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 here's the thing with me the commission has no jurisdiction over me. Not only that, but I also don't poke a sleeping bear. Like, I don't go, fuck the commission. I don't go out of my right. way to talk shit about the commission. I don't advertise it as illegal. Fuck the com- I just don't, I leave it alone. I ignore it. You know what I mean? I do me. Hopefully, they don't notice me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for a problem. You know what I mean? Like, right, which is I the best way to be. Selling point, you know? Amazing. I, I, I was just saying, um, the Green Man on the shot of wrestling, uh, our host and exalted um, host. You know, host. <laughs> uh, he was. I, I was telling him that this is the one thing that we've done in almost two years that we are actually super hyped on being a part of. It's something that we're looking forward to so much. Uh, we've we've been there twice. You're a great guy. You're a great host. Thank you. 
And um, yeah, cannot wait. Any like you know, we're gonna have a we're gonna have to choose an entrance music. That's really the main stress. Right oh now yeah, for you us. got a lot. Come on, some style of music. Oh, oh, that's the first thing we said. Exactly <laughs> what we said it was it was <laughs> unanimous because uh, that's been our favorite song for for years now. That's, Honestly, you guys love that song. Uh, that's so funny because because we are his, uh, we are notorious for flying too close to the sun. Uh, yeah. And and that five inches from the sun. Close to the sun. Oh, so good. That's literally our favorite song. So I'm, I'm so Dude, happy. Yeah, come out to the massage shit. I'll I'll let him know that you guys or let you guys know. Let him know that you're gonna come out to his dawn. Well, well, you know what? Uh, we're gonna call him right now and ask his permission. And probably what's gonna happen is that he'll give us permission, forget that he gave it to us, find out that and we did it, and get you? super pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And he's gonna skewer us all. <laughs> Well, dude, I listen. I, uh, I I'm really fortunate. I consider Masato one of my good friends now. Um, I traveled with him to Canada not too long ago. Uh, we worked Canada together, and uh, man, he is not happy about the skewer spot shit. Man, he is like he is. Um, he has you know, reached his final form. He has evolved into Ulta Masada. Dude, he is. Dude, like someone someone was talking to me, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's, it's a work. He's, they're gonna have him come back." And I'm like, "Dude, that is so far from a fucking work." <laughs> yeah, like there. I don't think anything about Masada is a work. To be honest. Nothing about Masada the fucking work. Dude, that match I worked with Masada, it was 90% real. Like, I beat the shit out of me. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, and you, know, and you know what? There's no way to misconstrue that because when you're there at the tender trap, you're literally standing a foot away. Oh, dude, we, we fucking hit. I told him to hit me. I was like, dude, fucking, we're so close. You know, he fucking, I was half knocked out the whole match. You know what I mean? Like, I, we were beating the shit out of each other. Like, I, and I hit him as hard as I could, too. I still have a, I broke my hand in that match, too. Like, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, tell Masada that, uh, that you're going to come up to his music. I'm sure he'll love that. Yeah, we're, we're going to double check and make sure everything's okay. All yeah, right. definitely make sure. <laughs> All right, so go rest up. We'll see you on the 13th. Yeah. Love you. Yeah, thanks so much. So, yeah, oh, also another thing is maybe you guys might have ends on this. I'm considering doing a live stream of this, too, just because it's gotten so fucking big. Um, so I try, I, I like, I messaged, like, Powerbomb TV and Low Slam, whatever, and they didn't really get back to me, so I'm thinking, I'm just going to fucking figure it out on my own. But, like, it's getting to that point. Like, I think I might fucking live stream this thing. Like, it's going to be pretty big, man. And so for the next one, I don't know how I'm going to top it. I don't know. Like, I really, it's kind of just happening as it happens. Um, but I might have to change venue soon just because it's, like, it's just so cool. Like, I might have to turn people away at the show. I don't know. That's don't crazy. Know yeah. It. Well, it's definitely going to be the biggest one to date. So, oh, he's uh, the WrestleMania of my bullshit idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I December did. 13th, uh, Tender Trap, Brooklyn. W- where can we find Casanova Valentine on all the interwebs? Uh, Casanova Valentine is on Twitter. It's Casanova Val 666. On Instagram, just add my personal one. I, I make art as MC Death Bear. Add me on Instagram, it's MC Death Bear. Um, and I also have another one just for Captain Valentine, which is just Captain Valentine. But I update MC Death Bear more. So, like, you'll see more clips and shit on that. And then on, on Facebook, the hipster hearts are on Captain Valentine. And, like, not even that, but here's the thing that's crazy is, like, like the first match is Saber versus... Chuck Taylor in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Right, that's the undercard. And then I wrestled <laughs> Tremont in a death match. 
Like, like that's the, the two. Like, I'm the least famous person on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, well, behind us, actually, we're the least famous people on your yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're the least famous guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're, what, you're one step yeah, ahead of it, us. Uh, it's going to be fucking wild. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, let me know when you post the sh- shit from the other one because I can't. I can't wait to watch it. Okay. Yes, absolutely, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, rest up, uh, and yo, we'll see you on the thirteenth. Whenever this podcast comes out, send it to me. For I was, sure, man. I was on the phone with my girlfriend, and I, 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 I so she doesn't know what I've been doing. So I gotta call her back. Right? <laughs> all right, Go call your good, girlfriend. Man. Rest up. Love you, love. All right, take it easy, guys. Love take you too, you. buddy. Later. Well, gentlemen, Michael J. Putty just texted me. Um, he must have known that we're going off on a tangent. Because when the Boulevard Bullies get together with the Green Man, it shit never goes as planned. And oh, he wants me to make forever. sure that we go over the news of this week. So let's throw it to Larry Legend. He'll lead us into In the News. Larry! Larry. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. All right, Michael J. Putty, I know you want to hear the news, so the Green Man got it for you. Um, but we have these social media darlings, the Boulevard Bullies here with us. So it, it would be very disrespectful if we don't go to social media and start off with the fact that on Instagram, Jinder Mahal um, quoted to say, To AJ Styles, you were the better man for one night. Six months I held the WWE Championship, defended it countless of times all over the world. I will one day raise the title again. Gender comments on his defeat against AJ Styles to my haters, quote-unquote insiders. This was not an experiment. I am not injured. I have not violated the wellness policy. So keep throwing shade my way. It only motivates me. Now, bullies going on Instagram for the former champ. What do you think about this? Uh, you know, uh, like addressing everything, like all the like rumors that he he just addressed outright. It feels kind of like when I was young and I would come home and see my dad and be like, I'm not drunk. I am, <laughs> I am home, I think, on time. Uh, I was where I told you, you know. Um, it just uh, it seems a little silly. Uh, I feel bad for him a little bit because uh, I would have liked to have seen him beat Brock Lesnar. He was going to beat Brock Lesnar. That was the only avenue that that storyline could have went. He would have beaten Brock. Wouldn't have been you know a clean finish or anything. It would have been a lot of uh, chicanery, but he definitely would have beaten him. But you know, in the end, AJ Styles is the WWE champion, and all is right in the world. I would agree. Uh, you know, over the last six months, Jinder definitely won me over. Tinder Mahal. Ginger Mahal You know why Because And I guess maybe I played right into their hand Because I think nowadays More than ever They're doing stuff To make people pissed Mm -hmm. You know So at first I was like Come on Really Ah But then it's it's like Wow You know That's a lot better Than six months Of Randy Orton With the belt Absolutely We're gonna start Playing this um, Roulette The shot of wrestling Roulette So in between the news We're going to spin the wheel and we're just going to take Can we shots. describe this apparatus to people listening? Absolutely, please. You, okay, you, so... Give us the visual. Well, you have to describe it in ASMR if you're going to do it. Oh, my God. We can't it. even... We cannot <laughs> even get... If we get into ASMR... You know, that's part of the Ricky Shane Page interview. Yeah, I cut that cut whole out, thing you, out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, I remember that. It's anyway, uh, YouTube ASMR. We have an exclusive video coming out soon. So it's a roulette thingy. Spinning uh, on the metal. Yes, it's a thing that spins with a ball, and it's like classic roulette, except there are shots 
with shot glasses and the correlating numbers of the thing are on the things, right? The correlating <laughs> numbers on the roulette wheel are on the shot glasses. Right. I just got tired. Pat Kenny, everybody. Like, yeah. I just, it's like, it's not even, it doesn't even matter. Let's just drink the shots. And yeah, basically we're just going to spin the wheel and drink the shots. So in other news, go ahead and spin the wheel while I let you know. From Instagram, we're going to go straight to Twitter. Now, you guys are big Twitter guys. People follow you all the time. Mike? You're very, you're very influential on the Twitter. Michael Twitter is the head of our Twitter department. Our oh, tweeting he's department. A genius, Twitter you're genius. fucking hysterical. By I do the what way. I can. Follow, uh, follow us on Twitter at Boulevard Bullies. Maybe you're not as funny as this guy over here. Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff both teased a new project this past weekend. Bischoff claimed that the game has changed, which was in reference to reports that Bischoff has purchased a pro wrestling company. He is now the co-owner and director of operations for Cleveland Knights Championship Wrestling. Just Joel rolls de- off the tongue. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> he will debut on February 9th, 2018. In Parma, Ohio. Who the fuck goes there? And this also. We're fo- going. <laughs> <laughs> this follows a tweet from Hogan and Austin Aries teasing that something big was on the horizon. Has the wrestling game, this is my question to you guys, has the wrestling game changed? And if so, in what way? You know, so many people are interested in, in the indies nowadays, not just Eric Bischoff. Well, I think that social media is a big freaking deal. Uh, oh, are we taking a shot too? Yeah, Let's yeah. Keep Let's talking. We're taking shots. Uh, here, are you doing numbers or not? I'm numbers? just going to grab one. Cheers. I'm going to stick to the rules of the game, and I'm going to do a number as I talk. Uh, social media has definitely influenced a lot, um, and you have all these disruptors, they call them, uh, that, you know, putting out their original content. Cheers. And uh, these big wrestling uh, Cheers. federations, corporations, companies, whatever – are trying to like stay relevant, so they're just stealing uh, all these original content providers' ideas, uh, and it's uh, it's probably <laughs> Green Man's shot went down the yeah. wrong pipe. Apparently. I got I got vodka. That vodka sucks. Okay, so my number is zero. It's a green. Oh, hey. green. oh, you got the green zero. Someone already drank zero. <laughs> I'm just gonna drink the next one that's not dark or oh, that is dark. Anyway, social media is great. Wrestling is great, uh, and the. Uh, the and, uh, <laughs> and the the big companies are uh, they're they're at a loss for words and they're stealing everyone's ideas. I think definitely that it's oh, I got a, Southern Comfort. Yes, yes. It's definitely a beautiful, beautiful time. All right, that day. Uh, that was risky. I forgot. And you know what? Actually, it, it's funny because your initial reaction is to say, "Oh man, Hogan and Bischoff doing a thing. Yeah. Fuck that." But you know what? It's probably going to be great. Like they're probably going to get Aries in. It's going to be another alternative for indie guys to come in and be creative. It's just promoting creativity and alternative options. And, you know, we all know about Omega and Rhodes and the Young Bucks being able to make money and control creative and have no desire. It's like the first time ever that, you know, there's no pressure to go to, like, you can be in people's hands. It's not even about being in the living room anymore. You know, like Mm -hmm. WWE shows yeah. it's you're in their hands and all you need is a youtube channel and a good idea and yeah. uh that's you know the only thing i hope too is that it's a it's like a good idea you know i i hope that they don't just try to become wwe light you know because even when they took over tna they took away the six sides they went to monday nights they were like we have to be well, this you know I, I think that now what i, I think because 
what they're going to do is they're going to try to do the opposite of that. Right. And they're going to try to be like super hyper indie. And I think it's going to be Hogan and Bischoff like, hey, look how indie we are. Look, <laughs> look, how, look, look we're, we're right. competing. It's like we don't need to compete with WWE. We're a different product. And it's like, shut the fuck up. You know, you're going to bite off something because uh, honestly, I, I don't, I'm, you know. And listen, Hogan's only on lease until WWE calls him again. Yeah. Right. And then he's going to go run into the money anyway. Well, I just can't wait to see Hulk Hogan on Snapchat. It's going to be great. He's going to be doing a Snapchat live Instagram feed or whatever he's that knows what he's doing and it's gonna be great. He's like eighty years old. I mean, we've talked about it on the show before uh, with a lot of people who've come on. I, I mean, the wrestling business is definitely changing. I think we were talking a while back about territories, you know, not being in existence, but the indies are bringing back these territories. Absolutely, they're bringing back like. There's shows that are running against each other. There's shows that are not, you know, we were just at the Elks Lodge for BCW. Mm-hmm. You know, that area is run by, by just certain organizations. It's not just every, anybody cannot just go to the Elks Lodge. Um, in other news, now. Well, wait, we got to do another shot if we're that's changing right. the story, right? Spin the wheel. Let's, spin Let's this get shit. ready. Woo! Spin the wheel while I get ready. All um, right, right. Shots. It's already been bad. It's about to get a lot worse. The anti diva page was scheduled to return to WWE programming this week. Uh, Michael J. Putty was really excited he posted her shot of her yeah, he's a creep <laughs> yeah michael j putty he cares a little bit too much about the uh the women's wrestlers yeah. if you ask me um now a lot of people were excited and it was enhanced when she posted a picture of herself with survivor series captain alicia fox I just got tequila. I got tequila that time. Now, hinting that she will be involved in this pay-per-view, your thoughts about Alicia Fox, about uh, Paige returning. Are you guys interested? Do you even give a shit? I don't give a shit. You know, uh, I I just don't give a shit anymore. Um, (laughs) About wrestling. About uh, Paige. You know what? All the stuff has come out over the past year with her bullshit with Alberto Del Rio. It's like, I hope that she's she's healthy where she is. You know, I hope that everything's going fine, but I just don't give a shit. Well, and here's, here's an interesting question, and I'm not the expert, but she was in the news. Like, she was the one person that I can think of who was in the news so much mm. over the last... Was it Has it been a year, just about? Yeah. yeah. And... For all the wrong reasons, and, too. Exactly. Right. And just talking about what, what we just said about... Creating your own buzz and making your own money. Why wouldn't she go do an indie show? Why wouldn't she, she was still she was still signed by WWE? Oh, she's still she, under contract. She, she never got suspended. released. Y- yeah, or, or I like mean, just well, not being was, used. She was hurt, and then she was you know philandering around with Del Rio, and <laughs> right. uh, you know. Oh, it, see, I didn't know. I, she got I all the that. wrong buzz, you know, from from that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I hear she's just it. in it because she gets free chicken and tacos from this restaurant in El Paso, <laughs> Texas. Well, you know, I hate her a lot less than I hate about Alberto Del Rio. So fuck him. If he, if she's young, she'll. She'll you know bounce back and uh, get that. Tat- well, hopefully, hopefully, get that tattoo under her boob covered up and. With- yeah, yeah it'll just say bullies after it. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> Alberto del bullies. <laughs> that could be a cover up. We could we could finagle that into Boulevard being a- Boulevard boobies or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you know, I think Masada is is doing stuff in Mexico, and uh, so she El, should marry Masada. El Patron is is involved. I, I would love to see El Patron take the skewers. I, I would love to love see that. that. Yeah. Like right straight to the fucking brain. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, if that drink did not go down enough, in other news, spin the oh wheel. Oh my god, this is getting really brutal. <laughs> James Elworth. 
That's right. WWE has announced today he had a good that, run that they have released James Ellsworth and wishes him the best in his future endeavors. Why do they always have to say that? By the way, that's yeah, just it's a, very condescending. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's like oh, well, good luck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they said that to Cody Rhodes, and well, he's doing pretty him. well for himself. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know who, you know who um, James Ellworth is going to fight, right? He's going to fight Joey Janela. Is he really? I think I can breaking see, nose, I breaking can, news, breaking nose. <laughs> well, they might break each other's noses. Well, yeah. well didn't Janela tweet something about? Uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, Janela uh, tweeted today about. Um, Something. He jumped right on it. Yeah, yeah. he jumped right on it because he's great. Yeah, sure. smart. Yeah. And he, he basically tweeted something in along the lines of like, oh, what's your catchphrase again? Any man with two hands can slam beers at spring break or something like that. Oh, oh. So good. So, so good. Well, yeah. speaking Kids money. of that hashtag, Ellsworth has responded by saying, thank you, WWE, for letting me live my dream. Thank you to the fans for all your support. I will continue to prove that hashtag any man with two hands has a fighting chance. Now, it's, it's been a year. It's yep. In 2016, he signed the contract with WWE to the month to November where he got released. I mean, he was just supposed to be a jobber for Braun Strowman, you know? That dude I, made the most uh, of his minutes, you know? Yeah. He, uh, he did a great job. I was just talking about it with my wife earlier today. And uh, that guy, you know, he's had such a hell of a year. He, he fought AJ Styles. Crazy. You know, one of the best near falls like of the year where, you know, it was so great because, you know, the crowd it was one of those near falls where the crowd popped so hard that he might win. But at the same time, the crowd did not want him to <laughs> win. You know, if he won, they'd be like, what the hell? But uh, but it was it was so good. You know, he had such a good year. Then he teamed up with Carmella. So good. Well, I mean, his finisher was the no chin music. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's great. The best call that David Otunga ever did. Well, here's a question. What's the best ripoff of Sweet Chin Music? Is it the no chin? Is it the sweet shin? Or is it the Joey Ryan thing? Uh, what, what does he call it? Um, that the jock thingy he I, does? Well, no, because he, he, he puts the lollipop in your mouth and, and oh, super kicks you. Gross. So there's several right. different... Uh, I think sweet shin. Sweet shin. Right? Uh, sweet you shin. know, this is a just free free idea for Joey Ryan, but when he tunes up... You know his penis for the uh, the porn was it Pornhub Plex wherever the, the U Porn, porn Plex. Plex. Yeah, he should uh, he should start getting stiffened, and they should say, "Oh, he's starting up the gland." <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just right on top of my head, ladies and gentlemen. This is why you should follow the Boulevard Bullies on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, <laughs> yes. because of comments like this, Mike. Just. Bat it out. He just, he just he just comes greatness. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He just mouth. spews it. Every orifice. <laughs> Gentlemen, spin the wheel in other news. Holy crap. Oh, this is getting brutal. Jack Swagger announced on Monday. Next. Fuck Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, don't even read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, next. Unless he's going to go to the Bischoff promotion, I don't want to hear it. Right. Wait, 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 wait I'm not having second. another shot because of Jack Swagger. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a story. Uh, he announced that uh, on the MMA Hour that he has signed a contract with Bellator MMA to compete in the heavyweight division. Now, have you ever seen James Ellworth and Jack Swagger? It's in the Ellsworth. Same place? <laughs> Ells- Ellsworth. That's what I said. I drank cool. like four shots in three minutes. So really, really <laughs> Did we have a shot yet? I mean, pass around the shots. Oh, we need to do another shot because that is the last bit of news that we have for tonight. Is there anything else you guys want to discuss for this evening in, in the news? Um, what else is in the news? Hmm. Are we doing another segment, or is, is this the end? I mean, we're going to throw it right back to, to Larry. I think he's going to give us some raw cheers and heels. Larry! Larry! Larry!
A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. Thank you very much, Larry Legend, for the great introduction. We Larry are getting to the point where we're uh, reviewing Raw and SmackDown. Larry, so, did you guys watch it? We did. All right, I've so, seen a Raw in my day or two. So this is what you do: you cheer what you like, you heal what you don't like. Cheers! What did you guys like about Raw? Um, this week or just in general? No, this week. This oh. week. This week. <laughs> just in general. Yeah, just in general. I like the color red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, <laughs> over the years, Raw has been pretty good. Yeah, you know, <laughs> stage setups, you know, just the amount of work you know that goes I, into it is you know very good. It's really the longest like? running episodic television show, that's true. so that's, that's a, some, definitely a cheer for Raw. Maybe we should go back to 96. Well, you know, what I really that? like about Raw is the 97 when Cactus Jack made his first appearance Ooh. on WWF television. Well, what do you think, Steve, What's your is that your biggest all-time Raw cheer? Oh, totally. So basically... So basically, <laughs> Triple H is in the ring. Dude love. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, we've all seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. Okay. So my biggest cheer is probably. So Cactus Jack comes out <laughs> and he fights and he wins. And for the first time, Mrs. Foley's baby boy comes back. To right. And do you remember in where MSG. they were? Yeah, in MSG. MSG. Uh, you know, I kind of like the Ministry of Darkness crucifixion angle. I'm kind of into that. I, I thought that that was super cool. And then the corporate ministry. Of course. Oh, man. That was like one of the um, one of my favorite Undertaker forms. My favorite Raw was from Albany, New York, actually. Uh, day after Stone Cold won the championship and you had the, we could do this the easy way ah, or the hard way. So good. And, uh, you know, really, really kicked off Stone Cold versus McMahon. I can relate to that because I think that that embedded, like, an unspoken thing in my brain that I'm always going to do things the hard way. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought it was cool at the I time. I mean, that, that video is just so amazing, too, because you go there and just see how many signs there are oh in the crowd. Oh, my God. It's the, insane. Back then, this, the crowd was crazy. Okay, so this week, this cheers week. and jeers. Che- uh, cheers and heels. Cheers and heels. Cheers, cheers and heels. Well, uh, we have to talk about uh, the Paul Heyman segment. Oh. Um, so we have a quick little clip here uh, just to recap because apparently... Good, uh, because I didn't watch it, so some, I should probably hear it. Something was going on in the stands. Absolutely. <laughs> They're chanting, she said yes. Somebody in the WWE Universe just proposed. Hey, uh, just so you know, she only said yes because she's never been up close to a beast like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Interrupting my promo is like stepping into the ring with Brock Lesnar. You ain't got a chance. So, bullies, apparently, someone decided to get engaged this past Monday night on Raw. You're a loser. Heyman's promo. Uh, I would uh, definitely cheers to the moment where Brock looked over and noticed (laughs) it because he just seemed like he was genuinely excited to watch two people get engaged for a second. He like he he tapped Paul Heyman on the shoulder and, you know, brought his attention over just to see. You know, you just want to say, hey, look at these guys. Uh, they're getting engaged. Isn't that cute, Paul? And then, like, <laughs> Paul got really upset. <laughs> hey, Paul, you should, you should say congratulations. Yeah, exactly. And then... It, well, that's it, not what he did. It's not what he did at all. Not at all. Now, I, thought, I thought it was a... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and... Wait, am I supposed to cheer it? Can I heal it? You could heal yeah, it. Yeah, well, you, you know, I love Paul Heyman. He's a great man. He's one of our fathers in a, in a strange way as well. However, a little corny, in my opinion. Mm, well, what yeah. else are you going to do? They all started to uh, chant, you know, she yeah, said yes. yes. Yeah, and, uh, and so you know, he had, he had to take back the power. Yeah, I yes. understand that, and 
And, you know, in wrestling, that's the only way to take back the power. You know, but... It's like Cesaro with the beach ball. You just well, have to chase okay. that that's, motherfucker that's down. You see, to me, to me, Cesaro with the beach ball is in a different atmosphere as Paul Heyman. Like, to me, that kind of sounds like Paul just being like, I gotta think of something real quick to say. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's yeah, okay, great Paul dude. Heyman, by the way. And, you know, it's, it's great improv. He's, he's, a, he's a master. I don't know. Maybe I'm jaded. Well, I mean, I'm just going to heal it because I thought, I got, I got confused. I thought Paul Heyman Inc. was trying to get engaged to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just now I'm just upset that that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm confused. I would love to see a, a Brock Lesnar Paul Heyman wedding, and then like Triple H comes up yeah. on the video board. It's like he had Brock Lesnar drugged and he married right. him. <laughs> <laughs> he married him the night before in Vegas. How would you guys propose to a girl? You know, uh, the is, first is this, year. Does this sound like romantic enough? We have uh, the first year we were at Tournament of Death. We witnessed a guy propose to really? somebody front row at outside at Delaware in Tournament. That she said, sweaty. At least that yeah. motherfucker paid front row. She said me. <laughs> yeah, he paid that extra five yeah, bucks. Right? <laughs> but you know, that's the, the guy's got some balls because it's not like he had some kind of thing on the video board or like it's, you know, he was just like, uh, I'm going to propose to you during this segment. You Why know, that, that segment? Yeah, too. Know, like, yeah. Out of, uh, like out of everything that happened. Right. Well, it's just like, oh, I'm like, I, let, I, let me go get a beer. Oh, fuck. Paul Amazon. Fuck it. Let yeah. me just. Yeah, do I'll it. propose during this boring yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? Here's a crazy idea. How about a nice dinner? You know that works. Expensive, fancy dinner. Um, Peter Luger's. Why not? Maybe a little bit Luger's. By the way, have you ever had the Lex Peter Luger's. Luger's piece of bacon? Oh yeah. You guys are into that oh, bacon? Yeah. Green man, have you ever had the Peter Luger's I bacon? I haven't been to Peter Luger's yet. Like basically, what I would do That's is I would show things. up to WrestleMania with a piece of the Peter Luger's bacon yeah. and propose to that. <laughs> To the I bacon. Mean, yeah. Because nice. that's really the deepest love that I feel in my I, heart. I propose in the shower. It's <laughs> <laughs> just what happened. Walk is that true? Through. Is that a true story? Is, is that really? That's a true story. Tell yeah, us the really, story please. about how you proposed. Uh, to know Mike the bully here. I uh, I just kind of felt it, you know. Um, I knew that you know, like that it was going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. it, we had been dating for almost five years at that point, and uh, you and the bacon with the bacon, yeah, <laughs> me and the bacon. Um, and uh, and there was a moment where I knew that I should have asked it, and mm. it just kind of passed. And I was, I just said to myself, next time you feel that way. Just fucking ask. And uh, now, did you have a ring? Nope. You well, just, you're you, in the no. shower. I was in the shower. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, but could you, you didn't. You didn't buy prepared. a ring. You didn't have it's a like, ring. No, no, I had been looking at rings, and uh, I don't know this story. Yeah, I, we've known each other since kindergarten, and I, I do not know the story. Yeah, of you're how finding you out on a podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm with, excited. with the rest of uh, the shock you know, wrestling, the other ten people. Audience. Yeah. yeah, it's twelve by now. Yeah, us, us, and Michael J. Putty. Yeah, I had been looking at rings and and stuff. But uh, just didn't get one at that point because I was like, I overthink everything. I'm a, I'm a, a nervous wreck full of anxiety. Now, do you blame wrestling for that? Uh, I'm sure it's got something to do with it. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. And then uh, we were in the shower. We took a shower together. And then I just said, I'm going to ask her to marry me right now. Right now. That's fucking beautiful. I, I think I'm a, I'm a ch- well, you, Oh, hold, hold on, on, on a second. On we got a new voice in here. Yeah, What's going voice. on? We have, was- we have the other participant in the shower death match right here. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely a death match. Uh, he did get down on one knee in the shower, so it was like a death match because I was like, what is he doing? He's slipping. He's dying. <laughs> Are we glossing over the fact that you both were naked? Oh, oh naked. no. Yeah, he definitely glossed Well, maybe over they the were wearing their both... bathing suits. 
Yeah. Hey, we, <laughs> no, we, we were, were actually both, just fully clothed. They were both dressed like the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do that a lot. How do you shower? Um, no, we were both fully naked in the shower, and um, I had no idea what he was doing. I think I was, like had just finished washing his hair or something. So. Oh, that's so romantic. Um, the then, scariest part was getting up from one knee in the shower. <laughs> yeah. I looked at her, and I went, you're going to have to help me get up right now. <laughs> it was very cute because he was like shaking a little, so he's like having trouble getting up. Um, yeah, and then we just finished our shower. It was really nice. Yeah. Oh, that's so now, beautiful. Wait, now, when Michael's on one knee, is is his face facing the water, or is his back you know, facing the, the water? The lower you get in the shower, the more the water like uh, like can like yes. hurt you. Yeah, you well, know, because have you ever laid down in the shower? Drowned. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about our proposal. shower is that you know it's like a it's a long shower like tub you know, but um the shower head is in the middle. Of it against the long wall. It's not on one side of it. It's not on the short wall. It's on the long wall in yeah. the middle of the shower. So he was facing the water, yes, but he was like kneeling uh, so that the water wasn't hitting him. But um, the water was hitting me. So you're saying that he was more concerned about the water not hitting him than proposing to you? Like he no, was still. <laughs> I don't think he thought about it. I think okay, that okay. was just where we happened to be positioned in it the shower. It was beautiful. It was romantic. Yeah, he. I'm I think a cheer he was, it. He was letting me wash the soap off of my body. If you want to get like really mm. in depth, let's go super in depth. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer that too because that was yeah, a good. Yeah, let's that's cheers good. that. Like ma- getting married is cool. Like yeah. if she's not a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't find her on Tinder. Uh, <laughs> Hey, you know, watch it, man. Yeah, I found her on MySpace. <laughs> yeah. MySpace was the last golden era of... Yep. Like, the wifeys were on MySpace. Yeah, I, I found her off hey, of... what's your South- wifey password? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, is, is MySpace... I, I'm trying to log on to MySpace, but it's super slow. Do you have the Wi-Fi password? <laughs> oh, my God. I, uh, um, <laughs> well, moving on to SmackDown, I mean, the only good thing that happened on SmackDown was... Well, the then, you know, after he, after he well, proposed, wait. he laid the SmackDown. I, w- oh. I, w- I, w- I would actually like to, if it's okay with you, Green Man, I would like to shit on Raw a little bit oh, please, more. Heal it. Uh, okay, so like Raw to me was full of heels. Uh, uh, I understand that you know. First of all, who is Kurt Angle? Who is he? You is he right. a seventy-year-old man with uh, with fake legs? Because he, he moves can, very weirdly. He, he moves he? oddly. He's got this weird like. Ro- I think they. It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Kurt Angle. <laughs> It's like it's like a weird Kurt Angle. And well, it's, then, it's very weird because you know, just last year he was having matches with Cody Rhodes, still doing moonsaults. And, you right. know, and he had that great indie yeah. match with Cody Rhodes, and then it's like they're kind of they put him over with the Shield, and it's like he had a good kind of nostalgic time with yeah. the Shield, and then Stephanie McMahon came out and shit all over him yeah. for like ten minutes, and then another, you know, after Triple H. Uh, pedigrees his son right in front of him, and he, he does and nothing. He yeah, he did nothing. There, he did nothing. Know? Yeah, and by the way, Jason Jason Jordan who cries. Oh, the worst. Oh, he's just the most emotional wrestler in 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 history. I thought he did good with his acting, though. Oh, oh my, my god. god, I thought, that, I thought you know. Listen, well. he is so shit on too. And the worst thing they did was change his costume because the only thing that gets over with him in the ring is when he fires up and, and rips his straps, straps down, which is a great homage to 
his, his dad, father. you know, any any vignette can have him pulling his straps down and oh, like a like, his, nice little crossfade, yeah, all that <laughs> stuff, you know. And now you took that away from him. That was the only time in his match when he would actually get over, you know, when you start doing the yeah, suplexes. And he's a, he was amazing when he was in American Alpha and NXT. I was saying this guy is going to fulfill Randy Orton's spot on the card. When Randy, I was like, they have the guy to, wow. to fill that spot, and now he's fucking. Well, shit. he was really like, but he was protected there because he was like the hot. Tag guy, right? You know, like, like right? Uh, yeah, Gable G- was the heart, yeah. and then you, you know, you, you Gable gets destroyed, and then he comes in, cleans house, and it's amazing. And I really think that they and he benefited, had a revival too, right? They benefited. I was just going to say they benefited a lot from being able to work with the revival. Yeah, um, and yeah, and Jason Jordan is like heel of heel. Like I, I can shit on Stephanie coming out. I think Triple H. I, you know, and everybody says that Triple H is, you know, an ego. Were you excited that Triple H was yes. the fifth okay. member? Yeah. So, so when his music. I was like, really? Anytime the, Triple H comes back, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy Wrestling, I love him. Yeah. Anytime Triple H's music hits, I love it. But you got to understand, like, he's breaking all the rules that he's enforcing on others. Yes. You know, he's the top face on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and he's the top heel on Monday. Yeah. And it's like, and then he's going to these indie shows, and then he's doing the Shield. Yeah. It's like he's doing whatever he wants. He's like on summer vacation. All these other guys are scrapping to get like over, you know. And, and it's like, oh, well, fucking, I'll do it. You know, it's like, That's dude, a very good okay, Triple H. You know, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and, and I love him. You know, I love him so much. But it's like, dude, come on. I'm tr- I'm trying to defend you. I'm trying to believe in you and what you're doing. And it, it, I really, it, it goes back sense. to what I'm saying. I feel like wrestling is being purposely bad. I feel like they mm. WWE is very very smart. For anybody any fan out there who thinks that they're not super smart about their booking, I think is is ignorant. They're fooling themselves. Right. Yeah. I think it's I think they're fooling themselves. However, I really do feel like they're being purposely bad, and that's kind of cool to generate discussion, but it's gone overboard. Mm. It, it, you know, it's like you basically just shit on Kurt Angle and cut his legs out from under him. He had some steam after the Shield thing. Yeah. yeah. And now they basically just shit on him. And it's not even like you have Triple H shitting on him. You have Stephanie berating him. Mm-hmm. Like berating this legend who, by the way, looks like they just, like he's like a robot. Like yeah. it's weird. It's not Kurt Angle. I don't know. It's super weird, super heel. Let's move on to SmackDown. Fuck Raw. <laughs> well, uh, the big storyline coming out of SmackDown, we knew it was going to be coming around because we got Survivor Series right around the corner. It's the big, uh, I guess, Under Siege 2, 3. Raw, Raw Retribution. Yeah. I mean, the guys from Raw just came and attacked, and they did it in a fresh, different way, I thought. So I'm going to cheer that because it, it didn't feel like I expected it was going to happen when it didn't happen the week right after Under Siege 1 happened. Right, which was the obvious, like, yes. yeah. like all right, these guys are going to wait out to the go-home show and right. let's see how big they come out. And I thought they came out really strong. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's kind of funny, though, because, you know, ever since they did the Under Siege, they always say, oh, our, our security's beefed up because we don't want Raw retaliating. And then... You know, ten minutes before the last chance they'll have to retaliate, they just go, "Ah, they're probably not coming." Fuck it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we made it through a month, guys. Like, uh, you know what? Security, go home. Go home early. Fuck it. Have you ever seen Under Siege with Steven Seagal? Uh, no, I have not. Good movie. Good movie. Gary Busey, isn't it? Uh, and, and you know, uh, you know what? I'll cheer. I'll cheer SmackDown because what I did love was the work shoot with Owens and Zayn. Yeah, that, I mean that's not current. But that was like last mm-hmm. week. You think they're into business for themselves? No, absolutely I think it's not. all work. Yeah, it's it, it super smells work. like a work. Yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it was those two guys' ideas. 
Is that yeah. the way you would say that? Those two guys' ideas? Did they let Raw in? No, I think it was like... I don't, hey, I don't think they let Raw in. No, no. I think I think the idea for the work shoot, like, oh, Sami Zayn and, mm-hmm. and Kevin Owens were sent home because they're going into business for themselves. First of all, if that actually happened... WWE would never release that yeah, that fired, news fired. publicly, they'd or they wouldn't be fired, but it never. would be handled in house, you know. Yes, and so the, to release that right there, it's it's a work. and that's and that's brilliant too because you know you you leak like it. you leak the fake things, you leak the real things, you know. It's like it's muddying the waters, which Blurred is just good. Lines. And exactly. right there like is that. why wrestling is the best. Yep. Right there is why wrestling is my favorite thing, right. more than any sport. Because you any know it's TV a soap show. opera that works on so many levels, so many levels, and like the the work shoot and and that if you if you are a fan out there who thinks that WWE is stupid, all you need to do is analyze that mm-hmm. situation and realize that they're ten steps ahead of you, even with the internet, even with all the factors. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because it's the B show, but gentlemen, let's—it's all about the ratings. We—I've been talking to Michael J. Putty about how Raw is better. He thinks SmackDown is better, but it all comes down to the ratings. Raw show from Atlanta drew 3.03 million viewers on Monday night, which is up from last week's show, which drew 2.84. WWE Raw came in number two in cable for the 18 to 49 demographic, second to Monday Night Football on ESPN. Makes sense. Now the go home biggest show. work of all NFL. <laughs> Just like baseball, right? Uh, the go-home show for uh, Survivor Series, that's SmackDown, uh, was up... Uh, for, How about Stay Home? 4,000 4, viewers. 4,000 more people. Because last week they uh, did 2.6 million and it was 4,000 up. However, they were seventh in most few cable shows for Tuesday night. Well, gentlemen, you know the power of social media. I mean, we're locked in on you. So if someone who's just listening to the show and is not locked in on the Boulevard Bully social media... Where would we go to follow you? You can follow us anywhere, anytime. Boulevard Bullies. Type it in, baby. One word, B-L-V-D-B-U-L-L-I-E-S. It's actually two words. No, it's all one word on there. You just put it in there. There's no space in between them. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess that is technically true. Yeah, well, you know, YouTube.com slash Boulevard Bullies, B-L-V-D Bullies. Twitter, Instagram, B-L-V-D Bullies. And Facebook is actually two words, though. That's right. And, and you know what else? This is another very, very important thing. You can come find us C-U-M. anywhere, anytime. C-U-M. Come C-U-M, find us anytime, anywhere. And meet us. And if you, come, if you come find us an indie show and you could prove your loyalty, prove your subscribership, we will shower you with gifts. We will shower you with T-shirts. We will shower you with booze. And we will hang the fuck out. Yeah, uh, and we are going to Buffalo right after we referee this tender trap thing on December thirteenth. We are up in Buffalo. We're gonna be shuffling off to Buffalo. Yep, we're What's gonna in be Buffalo. Buffalo. Well, it's a little Greenland. thing called shitmas. Yeah, <laughs> we are celebrating shitmas in Buffalo this year. We will be uh, very involved in the December thirteenth tender trap death match, and then two days later we will be driving nine hours to Buffalo to interview Andy Williams of Every Time I Die and mosh pit the fuck out of Christmas at the Every Time I Die festival and if you can come find us if you are somehow listening to this and can come find us in Buffalo we will give you drugs drugs (laughs) and and have you ever been given a blowjob by three men with red beards Well, come find us in Buffalo and see what happens. Well, gentlemen, it has been a, <laughs> it, it has been my pleasure. Wait, wait, can I go back? <laughs> it, 
No, it's already been out there. Shit. It's been promised. Can we call somebody or something? <laughs> Shit. Oh, also, uh, one other thing that we're trying to expand upon is, uh, we're, you know, there's a new wave in wrestling of uh, women in wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we had the Mae Young Classic. So, uh, you know, we're trying to capitalize on that. We're trying to get, you know, a women sect of the Boulevard Bullies. And it's going to be exclusively for women. Uh, we're going to for have, women by women. We're going to have T-shirts printed up for it. Um, hopefully, I feel like these T-shirts are going to really take off for the Boulevard uh, Bullies. It's, yeah. yeah, it's uh, going to be the female sect of the Boulevard Bullies. My wife is the first one. It's the Bullet. Uh, oh. Yeah, so you know you'll be a part of the Bullet Club, and nice. hopefully, we'll see these Bullet Club T-shirts at every show. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's really going to take off. I think the Bullet Club is a real good idea. Yeah, no, it's I like agree. the female like sect it. of the Boulevard Bullies, the right. Bullet I mean, Club. I don't think anybody else is doing anything like this. No, yeah. It's completely original, as always. Yes. And if you want to meet the Bullet Club, just go to any indie show in the tri-state area. These That's guys right. We are got it everywhere. all on lock. You, yeah. yeah. You do. You really do have it all on lock. So yeah, I we pre- will be expanding... And we will be going to many different promotions in the next year and probably shitting on anybody who we come in contact with. Yeah, so come likely. find us and then, you know, every Monday and Tuesday, tweet along with us with uh, the world's worst TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Hysterical commentary, really, by the really way. The <laughs> Hysterical That's like commentary. such a great way of putting it is the world's worst TV show. <laughs> Gentlemen, this might be the last time we get together before the new year, so let me be the first to wish you guys a happy... Happy New Year. I wish you the very best for 2018. I know you guys are up and going to places. Fastest rising. Fastest rising. uh, uh, Absolutely. Fastest rising wrestling commentator uh, commentary. Couldn't have put it better myself. (laughs) And happy birthday, Green Man. Thank you. And the doors are opening. It's not just about refereeing. It's not just about commentating backstage things that you guys are doing. It's about the future of the Boulevard Bullies. That's right. Stand by them. Support them and like we uh, mentioned earlier subscribe uh. and check out nywc every month we're the social media ambassadors for nywc but more importantly support us and only us and fuck independent wrestling and wrestling in general judith fuck it <laughs> <laughs> it has been my pleasure as a green man to be it here has with the been your pleasure green man, we fucking pleasure. love you can we put okay. over the oh, green wait, man should, for a oh, minute wait, masada's calling me stop Well, Green Man, you are the best. You did a great job. Stop. Put down the iPad. I wanna. I wanna take a few seconds to tell me. Tell you how much I love you. You did a great job at BCW. You're doing a great job right now. Green Man is. uh, Yeah, he's done. He's done his his stuff. You just send this. Send this to Michael J. Putty. Let him edit it. Oh, hold on. Let me get a picture of this. Let me get a picture of this suit. Ladies and gentlemen, as I wear my Boulevard Bullies shirt, remember to follow us at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram, Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. This show is from the fans and to the fans. We are bringing them to you, the Boulevard Bullies, here. Um, and it's it. forum to discuss your thoughts. Have fun with it. And who knows, your thoughts can be part of next week's show. Probably not, though. If you need love advice, Bullies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dial it up, 619-343-3005. Eric Jaden will be answering I've been all your Eric- calls. <laughs> that is the definition of authority and sexiness in his Dial It Up For Love hotline. Finally, for more information or to be a sponsor, email us at inbox at So for Steve the Bully, Pat the Bully, Mike the Bully, Liz the Bullet, this has been the Green Man. Green Man out!
Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>